You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the couch potatoes (laughs) it's slightly different yeah only because of stranger things yeah i can't do 80 cent (laughs) i'm alex morrison and we are gonna be diving into the season three of stranger things finally catching up on everything and then after this episode i'll finally allow myself to start watching season four and i've been seeing a lot of good shit about it it's so good oh you've already watched i was gonna say i was like i don't care if you just started watching it because i because you're real good at like if you see something Mm. not giving away spoilers and like if even explaining something very well detailed and mm. not giving away spoilers so um, even if you had, I wouldn't have cared. I, don't, I do like some people telling me like you're like a trailer when you tell somebody something. <laughs> oh, you are, man. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> you don't understand, man. Let's hype this shit up. Well, it's because you, you will set the scene. You'll be like, dude, the fucking trailer started with fucking sweet child of mine playing, and then <laughs> yeah. you got the then you got the crawl in and Thor sitting underneath the seat, and it's like yeah. when you look at him, man, you just see you you paint a picture, man, yeah, which is you. perfect for a podcast. Well, that's what I like about uh, Stranger Things. It it it's a lot. It, I could argue Stranger Things, especially season three, is a very long music video. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, yeah. Especially as 80s as fuck as this new season is. Mm-hmm. As this season is. Because it's uh, it's 1984, mm-hmm. the new season. Uh, we've come out about a year later. And, um, you know, back when we left off, it was, you know, Sean Astin had died. The government had, you know, stepped in. Uh, Eleven was able to close the gate. Yep. Uh, Supposedly fixing everything, closing up all the demogorgons and all the bad yeah. things. And so you kind of get a, a kind of a solace ending because season one's ending was a monster. This is the gateway to the monster. Mm-hmm. And this new one is the big bad. So yeah. if you look at it as like, let's say, a video game. You know, it's because the, the teaser, after, yeah, because the teaser at the very end was at the school dance. They kind of zoom out and they go to the upside down. You see the big monster, the mind over, yeah, the big mind flare looming over mm. the school, a uh, spider esque looking character, like a yep. Cthulhu character or a very a very HP Lovecraft looking character. There you go. Um, which I do, I do love the design and the artwork of that because mm-hmm. if, if you if you've ever read any HP Lovecraft books, Call of Cthulhu and stuff like that, uh, he has a lot of references to even modern horror even to you know past horror of creature design and Mm -hmm. just uh that looking into the dark you're not sure what what you're looking at but he was able to describe it to a t and you know going into this i'm excited you know like i'll tell you this when i first started watching i watched it all at once i sat down and watched the whole season yep because it felt like a very long movie it really did. It really did. And like I said, you know, watching basically season two and three back to back, I kind of got a little bit of a different vibe, of course, from season three because, you know, they went a lot more Technicolor. Mm. But in a way, it felt like they tried rebooting a little bit. So let me explain. And and I didn't really go into this in season two because I really wanted to kind of focus on season three with this because I feel like they redid, they reverted some of the characters' um, growth. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, in season two, Dustin gets dentures mm. to fix his teeth. By season three, it's not even mentioned, but he's got his teeth missing again. Yeah, he's he's not wearing his dentures. So I thought that was an odd continuity flip back. Mm. Then I was like, "What? I mean, he's he's. It feels like he would be more confident with his teeth." I could I could just see it as like they didn't add it in there, but you know how I am with one line of dollars. Like he's a kid; he's not going to wear that shit all the time. Is it? But, but treat yeah, it, but treat, it just feels like, like you a know, retainer almost. Like he's not going to read it all, read it all the time, right? But you know, he's definitely kind of a 
he's bold and he's a passionate character, but he still has a little bit of that internal questioning that every young boy has at that time. And part of that insecurity does kind of come from his teeth. So it just feels like with that newfound confidence he got at the very end with Steve and the, the dance, he would almost want to embrace keeping it because he feels like he's grown and matured from it. So that that's just almost a small, mild gripe. My biggest one is with hopper really i feel like hopper's character almost got assassinated in this season really because it felt like such a growth from season one hopper being that hardened you know copper is just like i'm sick of this shit by the end of it kind of saving uh 11 was kind of like his redemption for his daughter and then you know giving her the bracelet in the mm-hmm. next season and you see him being a lot softer throughout season two he's a lot more caring even when a live at 11 is doing things to intentionally go against his wishes all of his reactions are still a lot more soft when it comes to her as you saw him being in season one yeah, well, that's that's something that people don't really talk about, and I'll talk about just for a second. When you have a redemption arc, mm-hmm. the story ends. Right. Period. So Hopper becomes a grizzled cop, and his redemptive qualities save the day, and now he gets what he wants. He gets a family. Yeah. It is a pseudo-family, but it's a family. Exactly. No one talks about what happens after that, where a character must change because there's no reason to be the former revengeist, you know, hero anymore yeah. so so you know it's it's a story of like bruce wayne after the batman he's just a calm old man you know yeah. just chill, chills and hangs out and trains a guy that's it he's not going out there kicking people to death like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like even it happens in the spider-man stories too you know he becomes a, a little less bold when mm-hmm. he has a family because you know he's he's got to protect it now right you know? but in this arc, you know, he is the hero seasons one and then season two. And with the responsibility, now he has to change his dynamic. He can't be risking his ass mm-hmm. because he's got a child to take care of. Right. Not only a child, but the other antagonist or other protagonists of the story. And all of that is fine. That's not where I have the problem. It's the way he's now acting in season three. He was acting with a bit more of a softer resolve toward every everyone and everything in season two. In season three, he's like bitching at eleven. He's back to like his old fuck you cop ways, well, like the, on to almost a turn of a dime. Yeah, because he's beaten. Because now, now he he's no longer the hero. Remember, this is a year. This is one year of not having to kick the shit out of people. This is one year of not having to deal with monsters. Eleven is a teenage child. Yeah, a and dad, it's like, and a, I totally didn't mind. A maybe dad is his going to be beat down by that. Yeah, and I didn't mind him being a bit more brash and rude toward you know, like keep the door open. I love that shit. That's yeah, hilarious. him being a bit more uptight on that totally believable those aren't the scenes i'm talking about it's the scenes that he's even like interacting with the adults he's just being a lot more wise ass and cocky which is still a fun character trait he was still fun to watch but watching the two seasons back to back it just felt like such a harsh jump because i really did go from like the last episode of season two directly into the first season of season three or first episode of season three rather so maybe with enough time that it passed, like in real life, it would have maybe felt a little better, but it did just feel like a hard jump watching them back to back. It feels like he, they try to make him a Sean, the Sean Astin character just a little bit, you know, a little bit softer, a little bit easier going. Yeah, Which but the softer is gone in this season, yeah. in my opinion. Yes, this is '80s as fuck. Yep. Now, uh, I, it kicks off uh, basically a little bit of like a year flashback in June '84. Soviet scientists are attempting to force open a new gate to the upside down mm-hmm. and then one year later in hawkins the popularity of the new Starcourt mall has forced many local businesses to close angering the town townspeople which is doesn't really go too far but it does kind of set up that right. the mall is a big presence in the town it, it talks it kind of gives you a little history lesson about what the mall is mm-hmm. so we hear a lot of complaining about all oh, the small businesses are gone it's like well of course they're gone they can't compete um but the mall which is actually a stupid fucking name so when they came up with the name the mall it was we need to have all the stores in one spot 
right. you need to have them all. Them all is actually the mall. Is that really where that came from? Yes. I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to trust you. But like yes. people in the Discord, folks on look Twitter, Facebook, anywhere you see I this. Watched a whole, I watched a whole fucking documentary series about towns and abandoned malls. And the guy did a deep dive into the guy who created the basic mall, which was started off as a strip mall. Yeah. Which he didn't like it because it was too exposed on the outside. He said, we need to put it all under one roof. And someone said, that would be fucking stupid. He's like, why? It's safe to walk inside. It's dangerous to walk outside. He said, what if we made a hospital but with stores? And that was his goal. It's also, it's also part of what's called corporatocracy created by Walt Disney, <laughs> which, is, which is a village that's a corporate village where you can live and work in the same space, which was kind of a great idea if you think about early days mall in like mid 80s it's like hey you know you're working the fucking record shop hey alex it's four o'clock go ahead and get off where are you going to go you can go somewhere in the mall exactly and it's safe because it's inside all right so because like in the 80s you have the scare the crime scares you know mm-hmm. you get it from the 70s and it goes into the 80s it says oh no you can't trust your neighbor so why is it downtown is less safe mm-hmm it's because people are outside. People are allowed to roam the streets. And guess what? Streets are no longer streets. They're roads now. We are going so far off topic, man. I like letting you ride, but I'm having yeah, to really, really right, end at this right point. I'll stop right there. <laughs> this is only... The, we're, they don't go that in-depth about the mall. There's more important things well, that whole, are happening the, about the, part, the mall. The main part about the mall is it's destroying small town. It's destroying the outside part where, where Nona Ryder's character is working. Right. Her store gets closed. That, yes. That's gone. She Now... I do like the whole open jump into it. Like, Mm -hmm. bam, they're in the mall. The kids are running, you know. And then there's that part where they sneak into the movie theater that's in the mall. Mm -hmm. And Dawn of the Dead is playing. Yes. And it does the whole, like, zombie, the dream sequence. And it's like, oh, man, that's fucking awesome. And then they they sneak through there, sneak through here. And it's a nice little maze. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that would be fucking awesome if that still existed. Oh, yeah. But there's no need for it now. And we've had many an episode yeah. about that yeah. and the music playing in the background sets the scene perfect i can't remember the song that's playing i uh, don't either but honestly yeah the, the soundtrack on all three seasons so far have really been great yeah because you know they're pulling all from the 80s and i know uh, the new song that's on the new season is topping the charts now <laughs> which is fucking <laughs> hilarious um but now this one uh, dustin's been gone for the summer um yep he returns the, back from summer camp and with his missing teeth mm-hmm. uh and, you know why uh, you don't need them teeth because he's got a girl on the internet that's right uh, <laughs> on the radio <laughs> but it's set up the entire time as if she might not be real okay, because just, every time he tries to radio her mm-hmm. she just doesn't respond and all the all the guys are just like right but before all that happens um uh, let's see. The uh, yeah, because I thought I thought this was the one where all of a sudden, like all the robots kind of lead them into the living room. Well, that's what room. they do. They, okay, they, that's they, what I they thought. Get, yeah, they go to the mall and they're like, "Hey, Dustin's home." Mm-hmm. You know, so they all go to his house and hide in his house, which is breaking and entering. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, everyone was coming and going yeah, in their sure, friends' houses. Yeah, 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 it's not like there's a mutant that's in the group that could kill him. <laughs> It's a good one. Hey, let's, let's scare the living shit out of them, thinking you know this man's seen aliens and shit. <laughs> let's 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 make him think there's a robot revolution. You know, just like let's let's take the kid who's really into fantasy and just scare the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, and she does the whole. She takes the retro robot toys and they uh-huh. slowly walk toward him like a fucked up version of small soldiers, and like <laughs> I would have been like I would have kicked the shit out of you, bald bitch. <laughs> And Mike, you're fucking next. That's what I would have done. I would just be like, "Well, kill both of you, motherfuckers." Um, and then he winds up trying to let his folks know about his friend, uh, was girlfriend Susie. Mm-hmm. But uh, instead of getting her, he intercepts a Russian transmission. Uh, Will then privately senses that the mind flare actually may still be alive. And at that point, rats congregate in the old mill and explode into an organic mass on their way. And then. The best fucking part is Billy has been working as a pool lifeguard. Hey, remember his intro scene, Chris? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you can't beat that shit. Dude, you have the fucking power haircut, yep. fucking aviators. Great hair. Dude, best. Dude. Uh, uh, between him and Steve. Dude, he could have <laughs> just pointed at some 
someone's mom and been like, "This is happening." Like, well, that's basically what wound up Nancy's happening. mom. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, and I will say, Nancy's mom still got it. Like, she's I mean, gorgeous. Nancy's mom has Nancy's got it going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, like, you think, like, man, she's going to cheat on her fucking husband like he fucking bitch. I mean, she was about to go through with it, too. Yeah, until the rats got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the old meal, too, which is the, the another, like, that Stephen King-esque. Yeah. Like, just old school horror. It's just like, oh, no, that's the abandoned cotton meal. It's just like, what's in there? Maybe an evil clown. I don't fucking know. But your ass is getting drug into it now. Yeah. It's just like, that was a safe place to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> And Which, they ruined it, and they fucking ruined it by putting the demon in there. Like, <laughs> Which just immediately rolls on into episode two. Uh, Billy escapes the mill after the creature induces a vision of the Upside Down, where he meets his doppelganger. Tormented by further visions and voices, Billy is guided by the creature into kidnapping his fellow lifeguard, Heather Holloway, and bringing her to the creature that kidnapped him. Yeah, this turns into a, an invasion of the Body Snatchers type situation. where Which is so cool. Yeah. And, and and also for once, good on Will. Mm-hmm. He he's good this season. Yeah, he's, he's not a having break. a mental fucking breakdown. No, he's no. okay. No, he, he's he's okay. just he's just working as like Peter Parker that doesn't want to become Spider Man. He's just like my demogorgon senses are tingling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, but I'm not going to do anything. I'm just letting you know. And what's crazy is like, while this is going on, we get just like a little bit of backstory on a couple of other ones. Like, um, especially in the first season, like Hopper is kind of a dick toward Mike. Yeah. He's like, I don't want you to date my fucking daughter. At no point does, Mox, does Mike just look at him and said, we all have killed extraterrestrial characters together. Do you we, th- we have a bond that do you no her, other kids are going to have. Do you want her to hang out with some rando dude he might call her, I don't know, fucking nuts? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's like she's a fucking X-Man or some shit? Like, yeah. Like, I think it's good if we all just stick together, hop. Yeah. And just, like, <laughs> just, like, and like, just give him the we're finger. All, it's like, we're all going to know each other the rest of our lives, okay? Oh, yeah, when, when shit like this happens, we... We stay in contact. This is like the people that survived like a cruise sinking or some shit. Yes. It's like there's only like 13 of them. It's like, oh yeah, we were all there. We were all doing this shit. Oh yeah, they still get together once a year yeah. on another cruise. Yeah. <laughs> and reminisce. I'm surprised Mike just didn't give him the finger and shut the door. Uh, uh, if, it, it well, was, because... if, if it was in the 80s and it was now, yeah, that would have happened. <laughs> he would have just shut the door. Fuck you, cop. <laughs> and shut and the also, door. let's... <sighs> Okay, no, I was gonna say um, it's a uh, Will's mom. It uh, was because um, Mike, yeah. do what? It's Mike's mom. And Nancy and Mike. Well, no, 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 I was gonna say with uh, Hopper trying to take uh, Joyce out on yes. a date. Yeah, yeah this, 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 you know, he's got a, a a daughter with a mental issue, and now he wants to date a woman with a mental issue. He <laughs> likes what he likes. You know, like he's saying, like <laughs> Hopper has a type. You're saying, yeah, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> But no, um, did you know that motherfucker's into some weird, some weird PTSD type situation he has? Oh yeah, he's, and I bet when the new season he's fucking just nuts. He's gone, like <laughs> mentally he's gone. He's checked out. He probably speaks Russian or some shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but during that time, uh, Nancy and Jonathan working as interns at the Hawkins Post. And I this, love that. Yeah, they just they just look so fucking innocent, and you're yeah. just like these people have killed other people. Oh yeah, and they're really cool at it. <laughs> They're Don't fucking fuck stra- with them. They're, they're good. Fu- they're fucking in stranger houses and shit. That's what they do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just so Nancy and her go- her guy Ed Furlong, <laughs> <laughs> power couple of Hawkins. Yes. Um, they're they're investigating the home of Mrs. Driscoll, an elderly woman uh, concerned about rabid rats eating her fertilizer, and they overlook one of the rats exploding. And at that point, Max and Eleven bond uh, to distract themselves from Mike and Lucas while shopping at the Star Court. And Eleven breaks up with Mike after uh, after he lies to her about uh, to avoid seeing her after Hop and Hopper threatens him. Because, yeah, this, yeah, so this turns into the boys versus girls type situation, yeah. which I liked. And I just love Max's first exhaustion. Like, Man, fuck, fuck him. <laughs> She was just, just like, girl time, fuck that boy. Let's go get you a makeover at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> and which, of course, they run into the boys at the mall. Yeah. And I'm surprised she didn't use her powers on him just to be a dick. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you bitch. Even Lucas was like, Max, what the fuck? Yeah. You need to chill the fuck out, girl. <laughs> 
and even Lucas is trying to like get with that too. But even he's just like, girl, chill. <laughs> like I don't want you acting like this toward me. Yeah, that's when Lucas is gonna look at Mike in front of God. Everybody, man, bitches be crazy. <laughs> I like that they started kind of giving Lucas a little bit more to do yes. as the seasons well, Lucas, went on. Lucas and his uh, sister uh, take a uh, more prominent role, which this, which and his is, sister was awesome. awesome. I know she's got. From what I understand, she does have a bigger role in the next season, but it's needed because the group needs to expand yeah. because we keep losing people in the group. <laughs> Every new person dies, <laughs> which is fucked up, you know. Yeah, Barb, Sean Aston, you know. Even uh, the weird Russian dude in this one. But justice for Bob. Justice for Bob. <laughs> Goddamn, I'm going to spin off of Bob in underneath just murdering people. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. He's the new bad guy. He's like, you yes. left me to die, you bitch. <laughs> it's a combination of him and Barb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that, that does kind of flap back to, um, you know, why didn't... Um, Mike just kind of flip hopper off and be like, fuck you, dude. And at the same time, why wouldn't he just like reel with 11 and be like, yo, Hopper's like threatening me to like not see you anymore? Why she, wouldn't, why couldn't he even be upfront with her about that? Would you tell a mentally unstable woman with powers that some guy's telling you who you can't and can't be around? That's an open ended question because someone like 11, I feel like I would be able to trust because Hopper is now basically her surrogate father. She's a 13-year-old girl who's mentally insane. Yes, but she does have her lines. Mm -hmm. She has her stopping points, and she really does consider Hopper someone she loves, even if she doesn't fully understand what that term means, the head and the heart. I still wouldn't trust her. Connected. I still don't trust her. I don't think think, she's risked herself for Hopper, no matter how much he's pissed her off, so I don't think she would do anything. She's got a loaded gun in her fucking head. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Maybe Millie Bobby Brown offset. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard she's she's a bitch. Yeah, so maybe offset but not 11 <laughs> so we, we might be conflating the two just slightly uh, but yeah either way um and at that point um joyce recognizes the strange loss of magnetism among objects in her home and workplace this is this is what i have a problem with joyce <laughs> leave just fucking leave all right you're well they do at the end of the season i I don't give a shit as soon as she got her son back she should have just packed her shit and left because this poor woman is being haunted (laughs) by the underneath or whatever the fuck upside down yeah yeah the whole fucking se- hell years. <laughs> she's like the she's like the unlucky chick in fucking Hellraiser. It's just like <laughs> I picked up the box by accident. I'm sorry. God damn it. <laughs> and they're just like, bitch, you're coming with us because you got the box. And it's just like, <laughs> no, you don't, you don't understand. And then the, I will go into the little tangent. On the second movie, she does the same goddamn thing, and they're just like, you're a lying little cunt. You've been doing this the whole time. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck, Joyce? Just fucking leave. Yeah, I mean, I do agree. You're not Sarah Connor from the Terminator, man. You can't, you're not going to be. You're not going to survive the apocalypse every fucking movie, man. Yes, don't go so far. Not really. She's having a mental breaks. Her yeah. house, her house is exploding. But yeah, so she, she's noticing all the loss of the magnets on her uh, fridge at the house, and she starts noticing it out in public. And because she's starting to turn into a Looney Tune again, which again also feels like a revert back to season one. Because it felt like Joyce kind of had it together a little bit more in season two. Like, oh shit, it's happening again. Let's knock this shit out and do it right. Mm-hmm. It feels like she's back to just her frantic, ah, from yeah. season one. Yeah, she should be frantic. It's like, this is happening again. <laughs> yeah, but again, but if we're seeing character growth, this mm-hmm. seems like just another character that kind of fell backward in their growth some. Uh, I don't know. And it seems like she has PTSD because she obviously should. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Remember, because uh, I get Because he got gaslit for like four episodes saying her son was dead. Yeah. <laughs> But the the uh, so Dustin and them they reunite with Steve. Yes, who's working at uh, the ice cream place? Which Scoops is like, Ahoy! Scoops Ahoy! What a fucking name! I know, I uh, love it. And he looks goofy as shit. Yes, he reminds me of Judd Reinhold's character in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where he's dressed like a pirate. <laughs> well, see, what I love about it is because at the end of season two, he's really set up to kind of like you know be the new hero. You know, he's yeah. he's you know totally rocked it out with the kids, been the best babysitter ever. Mm-hmm. So you know you kind of expect him to. You know, and even like the school, didn't he win like um, 
prom king or something like that. Probably. I, didn't, I, didn't pay the, I, I can't remember, but the something big happened for Steve at the mm. end of season two where it kind of left it on a note of like, all right, what what's the cool kid going to be up to now? He's looking like a dork at <laughs> Scoops Ahoy. <laughs> so it's like that. I loved that. That was great. Uh, it, it is, it's fucking hilarious. And Robin yes. steals the fucking show. She's awesome. She's just like, your best friend's a child. And I'm just like, oh, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> you don't get it. You don't get it. We fought Satan together. Yeah. Another prime example where, again, taking it from her point of view, not knowing the background, yeah. that is a little weird. Yeah, but you, again, yeah. it don't matter now that the teenager's friends with the kid. It's like, mm. yo, we killed monsters together. Yeah. Back the fuck out of this. We've, all had, a, we've all had a shared hallucination event. Yes. We all did DMT together. <laughs> But, uh, you, you don't under, you don't get it. Well, it's, Robin, Robin actually has a lot of uh, kind of like secret abilities, almost a in, little bit. So, like, she brings up the whole, oh no, that's Russian. It's Cyrillic. Mm-hmm. She brings, she knows the Cyrillic alphabet, which is a backwards ass alphabet they have. Because that's how they end this episode. Is uh, the three winds up translating a Russian mm-hmm. radio message and determine that it must be a code, and yeah. that's kind of how they. And that's how they that's how they reintroduce Lucas's sister too. Yeah, because she's just like. No, I want another one. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you cunt. <laughs> they look, she's getting the free taste. Test. She's like yep. getting tastes of everyone. She's like, why would I pay for a fucking scoop of ice cream when I get a taste of everyone? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, if I was Steve, I'd be like, leave. <laughs> fucking leave. Take off, just take off the hat. Walk uh-huh. around the bench. You know, just <laughs> leave. leave. <laughs> this is the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so then uh yeah episode three rolls around 11 uses her powers to spy on mike that's fucking weird uh, yes yeah. i'm just like she's just chilling with max and max is cool with that yeah nah nah son because they were doing like their fun little pranking on uh different people which also basically the, the same way she was spying on mike was the same way they were pranking other people which again the weird implications of that is like 11 need to butt out of people business it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so while she's doing this, she actually pops over to um, Billy. Billy. Um, and Billy, he's not good. No. And, and she, because he's got the evil in him, he know, he senses oh yeah, he 11. Sees her. He sees her quick. And mm-hmm. it's just like, when I, I got excited for that part, I'm like, yeah, fight this motherfucker. Let's see oh, what you yeah. Because you know he'd kick her to shit out of her. He would kick the shit out of her. I don't know, man. She, Eleven's got it. Not with this, like, when he's, like, when I, when you realize, like, oh, he's part of it. No. This is going to be a knockdown drag yeah. out. Because Billy, if we remember, is a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> All right? If they had showed, like, a cutaway, deleted scene of him, like, killing a squirrel and been like, yeah, he's... He's the next Ted Bundy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally cool with him. Like, he's a monster of a human being. But going into the next episode, you know, or just the same episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, episode three. So Nancy, Nancy, and um, Jonathan. Jonathan are trying to figure out who's been stealing all the goddamn fertilizer. Yep. Um, and I do like that. That it's two different avenues. It could be you know supernatural for them, which is their first guess. Yes. It's obviously they're, like, they're back. It's like yeah, it's back. They're eating fertilizer. It's like no. No, it's it, it's still batshit insane, but it's a little bit down to earth. Yeah, I know. I know you guys are dealing with the gate, gateways to hell. <laughs> I get it. I would have PTSD too. <laughs> but of hellhounds coming out of the ground and eating my friend's stepdad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> however, however. <laughs> It's not always that. Sometimes it's the goddamn Russians. Okay, <laughs> and this time it's the goddamn Russians. It's always the fucking Russians. Um. Uh, let's see. Robin decodes uh, the Russian communication, uh, pointing a let's see, uh, pointing to a shipment arriving at the Sun Court later that night. She, Steve, and Dustin spot armed Russian soldiers making a delivery. And one of the cool things I liked about that scene was when they were decode trying to decode um, the message. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know, where you know is it going to be? You know, why is it being delivered at the mall? This, that, and the other when the message stops for a second, you hear a little bit of the music and Steve was, I no, uh, Robin immediately calls it out. She's like, that's the, that's the mall music. Yeah. And at that point, that's like when it all really sinks in on them, they're like, Oh shit. <laughs> it's coming from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I do like, that's the backdrop. Yeah. You know, because they're using like, this is going to sound kind of off kilter, but using the, 
the most capitalist fucking thing to hide the Russians. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the the most the most elaborate invention of American society, which is the mall, hiding the enemy underneath it. Yep, and I I just love that it's all underneath the mall, and it, it bothered me for at first when I saw it, like that's fucking stupid. Then then they show the mayor, and it's like, yep, yeah, that makes total fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, this piece of shit sold the town out. <laughs> yep. And uh, Robin, let's see, yeah. Uh, Joyce convinces Hopper that the uh, demagnetization stems from an electronic device that the abandon that should be aban- uh, that should be located at the abandoned Hawkins lab. Then, when they go to investigate, Hopper is attacked by. Uh, oh God, what, I can't pronounce his name, and I forget exactly how they um, say Grigori. it. Grigori, yeah, uh, a Russian soldier. He, he's like the Terminator. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was listening to some interviews with the uh, directors and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, we we found our Terminator, yeah. and he's going to be in season three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 you know, another '80s callback. You know, yep. this unstoppable Russian man. You know, and I like how Joyce's first thought. Yeah, it's coming from the lab on the hill. Yeah, not not inside the town. Nope. Yeah, because because you remember Hopper. Hopper was under in the upside down mm-hmm. he saw it yeah and it, he knows he knows what's there yeah but it correlates to whatever's on the other side yeah so to me it's this and it kind of bothered me of like investigation wise is hopper could have just been like joyce it could just be the mall you know electromagnetic interference it yeah. could just be all the power being produced by the mall very true that's all it could be joyce i tell you what once you have a drink with me tonight and we'll just chill the fuck well, out we tried that already because then, joyce is insane but, but, and because of that he wound up getting stood up by her because she was freaking the fuck out about magnets yes <laughs> and i'm just like you stop choosing crazies yeah, I mean, the man's got to Nancy's wa- got Nancy. To Nancy's mom wants to get some strange. Go look for her. <laughs> well, uh, leading to that, um, Max and Eleven track down Billy and uh, Heather at the home of Heather's parents. This was the coolest horror scene. Yes, <laughs> was them killing their parents, the Heather's parents, and I'm just like, it's so fucking brutal, but it's like. It's so awesome, like because it gives it gives such a good horror vibe mm-hmm. of the whole series in general, which we you know it it hits or miss a lot of times. You know, oh, yeah. Um, you know, season two did such a good job. Season one was perfect when they're mm-hmm. running around the school and shit oh, like yeah. that. Um, but this one, this one hits at a different level because you know it gives the whole backdrop of a conspiracy mm-hmm. but with this right here as a separate entity altogether. So if you think about it, they've doubled the amount of antagonist in the story so now it's not only russians doing some nefarious shit now it's billy mm-hmm. the real monster yep um and uh billy and heather subdue their uh, her parents uh which will senses now making him realize that the mind flare is alive if i was will i, I would have been same same advice to joyce hey guys it's good knowing you i'm gonna leave <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave i'm out i'm out and see I, you deuces just this is a secondary thought for this i saw what will looks like mm-hmm in the new season they did him wrong oh yeah his he looks terrible <laughs> that motherfucker is a stocky kid now like he yeah. is built like a motherfucker and they decided to give him the same goddamn haircut and i'm just like come on joyce you own more than a bowl and a pair of scissors <laughs> like you 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 are ruining this boy's life <laughs> which rolls all on into episode four which billy and heather bring her parents uh bring her parents to the mill uh which in which they are possessed by the mind flare and now a physical creature composed of the flesh from the rats and hopper recalls uh gregory yeah um Meeting with uh, town mayor Larry Klein, he enjoys uh, Force Klein to reveal that uh, Starcourt Mall is a Russian front uh, buying abandoned properties across Hawkins. Now here's here's where we get old school Hopper. Oh yeah, which because, I'm totally cool with old school Hopper coming out here. Now, now the guy he's going to get is played by Matthew Modine. Yeah, great actor, um, one of my favorites because Carrie Ells was the original lab guy. He was the villain. Yeah, but Matt, him and Matthew Modine look a lot alike in this season right to picture this guy if you haven't seen it mm-hmm. gold rimmed glasses pinstripe suit 
fucking golden ta- uh, golden tabs on his fucking suspenders, mm-hmm. Rolex pinky ring, which you know True. has, which you know has just a little bit of coke, like, <laughs> just a little. He has a coke ring. That's what it is. And he's got you know the gold pen in his pocket. He is a biz. He's the Gordon Gecko, evil finance man yeah. of Hawkins. And I'm just like beat his goddamn teeth out. Like <laughs> I, that's what I wanted. Him. Like as soon as they show him, I'm just like you look like a villain. Yeah. Like with the tie and the gold tip, and he's like he's got a sleeves rolled up like he's a working man. It's oh just yeah. Like, no, you're a goddamn drug dealer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You piece of shit. And I just, that's what I liked about Hopper just coming in. It's just like, it's her knocking this motherfucking down. And it's like, where's the Russian guy? <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. And back at Star Court, uh, Dustin, Steve, and Robin, alongside Lucas's sister, Erica, that's her name, mm-hmm. uh, discover that the mall's loading dock is an elevator, which traps them beneath the mall. And now at this point, it's kind of, see, this is what's pretty cool. And I thought it was really good writing. It gets to the point where you've got three separate groups mm-hmm. all eventually leading to the same place. Like now, it's three separate stories that the end point is going to be the same. Now, this is this is a, a stage of storytelling in D&D, actually. So you have the intro of the characters, which we see in season one. Mm-hmm. So every hero introduces themselves. Right, they right, show, right, right. They show you know, their direction, what they have. Season two... Uh, is the main direction let's go fight the bad guy and this is when the dungeon master throws it out there you got him Mm -hmm. but the story still goes on and then this is what's like the reprieve session of a D&D game where all right, you guys you go your separate ways we'll get back together later but tell me what you're doing tell me what you guys are doing and then if the dungeon master or whatever is good at their job they will write in problems that they have to figure out before they can all get back together to right. fight the big bad. And well, they're not just having to fight different problems before they can get together to fight the big bad. They're all on their own journey that's going to lead them to the same big bad. Yeah, well, that's, that's, and that's, that's what I think is really cool yeah, that's, about and it. And that's part of like D and yeah. D, the storytelling wise of this, you know that. And a lot of movies and stuff do this. Star Wars does it more than anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, let's break off the characters. Let's get it, especially like Empire. Let's like, hey, Luke's over here. Han's over here. Leia's over here. You know. Yeah, because eventually Joyce and Hopper are going to join the gang over there. You know, yeah. you've already got um, um, basically uh, the Hardy Boys. <laughs> they're slowly figuring shit out, and they're about to make their way to the mall. You've already got the kids at the mall slowly figuring shit out. So I, d- I always just thought that was a really cool part of the uh, storytelling, though. Uh, Nancy and Jonathan uh, are now fired by uh, their boss, which is Heather's father, uh, for harassing Mrs. Driscoll. Basically, uh, Nancy visits Mrs. Driscoll at the hospital out of suspicion and watches her slowly become possessed by the mind flare. Now they're slowly taking over more people. Yeah, so now we get like... And this is all to the backdrop that keeps being mentioned in the background of there's a fair. Mm-hmm. The, 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 you know, the town fair is happening soon. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's all to the backdrop of another event that's coming up. And, mm-hmm. In, in storytelling, what's the best thing, you know, if you want to get everyone out in the open in a dangerous way, make it a community event mm-hmm. or a town event. And a lot of horror movies do this, especially like Invasion of the Body Snatchers does yeah. this. It's, hey, everyone's out in the town square. What are they doing? Well, let's go out and see. No, don't fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, at that point, uh, Will reveals his connection uh, with the Mind Flare to the rest of the gang, uh, speculating that it's probably possessed Billy, and they all decide that they're going to go round up Billy and throw his ass in a sauna <laughs> because they were like, they, the Mind Flare doesn't like heat. Yeah. So, honestly, kind of a, it's kind of stupid at thinking of it as an adult, but as a kid, that's a pretty smart plan. Yo, let's just th- lock his ass in a sauna. Yeah, let's just burn him out. Yeah, and we'll just we'll sweat it out of him. Yeah. And then, but Billy pulls that whole, you know, like every fucking monster demon movie does, the demon acts like the real sibling. And it's just like, he's let me out, please, please. It's so hot. I'm going to die. Let me out. Let me out. And of course, as he uses it and it fucking works and uh, fucking... Um, Oh, uh, what's her name? Max. Let, Max lets them fucking out, and then it just all goes to shit from there. <laughs> but it, it's, a, it's a good ploy. Lets you know that the uh, the 
antagonist, the, the the mind flare itself, yeah, is smart enough and villainous enough to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Let me just pull at your heartstrings and get mm-hmm. closer to you because, you know, that's what he did with Heather. Yep. Hey, you want to hang out with the coolest motherfucker in the town? Let's go out here to this old mill. Don't worry, ain't no demon in there. It's the old mill. Yeah. It's safe. This place like great as fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then at that point, uh, Eleven swoops on in and you know smacks him down, and uh, Billy flees and returns to the mill where dozens of town people have now been possessed by the mind flare. So he's kind of basically gathering himself up an army. Yeah, it's a it's a build up, which which I really liked because you know they are still dealing with this. Yeah. Meanwhile, the others are trapped under a mall. <laughs> yeah. Which at no point. You know that they didn't use that stupid cliche of using Erica or Lucas. Like, nope, like they didn't do that, <laughs> which I liked because yeah. she she's like, well, let's keep going, motherfuckers. Like, mm-hmm. she's she's the driving force about by, by, uh, for both of them. She's like, you guys are fucking pussies. Let's just go in there, <laughs> and I just love that about her character because right. I hope they break that in the next season. I hope so too. Episode five rolls on in with Hopper and Joyce searching out one of the abandoned properties and discovering a hidden laboratory. A of meth course. lab. <laughs> um, and then Russian Terminator tries to kill him, and they narrowly escape the hostage situation. And uh, a Russian scientist named Alexei. <laughs> so here's our our brand new character. Yes, I loved Alexei. Yes, everyone, he was great. Everyone loved him. Everyone loved Barb too, and Sean Astin. So yeah, <laughs> guess what happens to him? If they love him, they die. Yep, like, it's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then uh, Dustin, Steve, Robin, Erica arrive at the Russian lab underneath Starcourt and hide from Russian soldiers, unloading crates from the elevator. And then attempting to find the communications room, the group discovers a large testing area where the scientists try to force open a portal to the upside down. Motherfucking Russians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as Alexei does not speak English, Hopper and Joyce have to take him to Murray. Murray. Get Murray again. Murray. This conspiracy yes. riddled man. He, you know he's just looking for validation yeah. in the stupidest fucking shit that comes out of his brain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and that's why they had to go to him. And um, Russian Terminator tries to follow them, but loses, uh, winds up losing the trail. Uh, Nancy and Jonathan regroup with Will, Mike, Lucas, Eleven, and Max, and then theorize that Billy and Driscoll are both possessed by the Mind Flare, who use them to, quote, Flay, a.k.a. possess, people to now create said army that we mentioned a minute ago. And the group decide to visit Driscoll at the hospital to learn more, but finds out she is gone. They are attacked by Tom and Bruce, who are now flayed themselves and dissolve into a single organic mass resembling the Mind Flare after Nancy and Jonathan try to kill them. This, this episode really did just feel a little bit more narrative-y. There wasn't like as many big things happen. This was a big like, okay, we kind of have to push everyone along, kind of get them to a point A, point B type episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I, it feels a little rushed. Yeah. But, you know, and the amount of time they have to tell a story, it is because you remember like Nancy and Jonathan are your investigation characters. Yep. You know, they're the ones finding out the, the Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys. Uh, who fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure the Hardy Boys did too. I don't know. Whatever fan fiction you write at home is your business. But um, oh, I'm getting a clue. Yeah. Oh shit, it's Nancy. It's true. <laughs> but um, so I I, I kind of feel for them because it's like, all right, if they had Steve with them, you know the dynamic would have just changed a little bit because Steve was like, maybe we don't go back to the fucking hospital. Yeah. Maybe maybe we just chill the fuck out, Nancy. Uh-huh. And Jonathan's like, nah, man, we're let's going. Let's have there. some ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to let's go to my job. Free ice cream. Um, it's on me, y'all. Look, scoops it's all, for everyone. Yeah, scoops it's all a, good. Scoops ahoy. Scoops ahoy, brother. I mean, we got you. Uh, and we, like, we killed people. I got you some ice cream. I'm a strong single mother. <laughs> uh, I like. I, uh, but Nancy, it, you know, ultimate adventures in babysitting. Oh God! If you see, have you seen the, the adventures of babysitting? No. You've never seen? Oh my God! That's the ultimate adventures of babysitting. Just Elizabeth Shue pulling a gun on a subway. Get away from the kids. <laughs> but she she you, know, you gotta remember nancy's always strapped too she carries a gun in her bag mm-hmm. which no one says anything about she always pulls out a heater i mean i don't think anyone really cares at this point yeah but like she always like nancy you are like 19 20 years old why do you always have a handgun on you <laughs> like i get it it's the 80s that's a fucked up time period for anyone 
but damn girl you're you're fucking strapped i'm just like and, and like in the most crazy situations i understand mm-hmm. but i love the fact that hey guys you know we got someone with telekinesis we got somebody who could read minds you know will can kind of see the future just a little bit nancy's like fuck all that yeah i'm ready to rock <laughs> and jonathan's like yeah and i'll take your snuff photo click <laughs> <laughs> um episode six rolls in with 11 who is uh just reconciled with mike uh using her powers to inc- uh, incapacitate the mind flare forcing it to flee to the mill in the Russian lab beneath Starcourt, Steve and Robin are captured, drugged, and interrogated, but Dustin and Erica manage to rescue him, which was a cool little, almost kind of like Scooby-Doo-esque. Yeah. Gang gets split yeah. up, grab the other people, get the, try to get the hell back hey, out. Hey, where's Fred and Daphne? Oh, they're out fucking somewhere. Right? I bet you that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> With Murray translating, Hopper and Joyce hold Lexi hostage, forcing him to reveal that the Russians are attempting to access the upside down that they're now opening a portal beneath the star court now everyone basically around everyone knows what's going on yes now now the only people who don't know what's going on are in a world of shit oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah so uh hopper calls owens to warn the u.s government of the threat but joyce insists they return to hawkins immediately fearing that their kids may be involved well no shit sherlock <laughs> russian terminator corners klein at the hawkins independence day fair demanding he set up efforts to find hopper mike uh inadvertently admits his love for 11 uh to find the mind flare 11 uses her powers in an attempt to physically communicate with billy learning of his troubled childhood and finding the flare at the mill now they do it they do a dream sequence almost yeah they do which was which was very well done back to tank scene yeah <laughs> yeah but they, they do the whole like dream sequence when you see billy with his mom right the his, his mom not max's mom mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of like a fucked up kind of thing when you find out like the bully has been treated this way mm-hmm. and that's why he's an ass right but it it I, doesn't I, forgive him. no not by a long shot no. because he is a monster of a human being but like, <laughs> oh yeah and, and and in the show he's a monster <laughs> now he is yeah monster um, of a human being now become the monster yeah and I could see where they were going with it, and they hit the nail on the head. It's like, look, it's not, in like storytelling wise, they're not born that way, right? But he's become that, and I think it tried to play on like the sympathies of the antagonist a little bit mm-hmm. and the protagonist. So it basically tries to do the same thing again, like it did with Max. It's like, right. oh no, just let me out, you know. It tries to do that same shit with Eleven right. on a different scale, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Eleven's a cold hearted bitch. Yeah, oh, <laughs> ice cold water running through them veins. All she eats is waffles. <laughs> so that'll do something to a person, you know. God, can you imagine if she was around for the McGriddle? Oh, oh, I think she would love it. She would She'd put frosting. She put frosting on it. Hmm. Maybe some buttercream. Oh yeah, you go with her at a head. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Um, Billy then senses Eleven's presence, giving the Mind Flare access to her location, which always fucking happens, and reveals that the Mind Flare plans to kill her in revenge for closing the gate. And then the flayed converge on the mill, dissolving into an organic mass and merging with the Mind Flare, becoming bigger and bigger and bigger and that bigger. That was actually pretty cool. Oh yeah, man! Like, they didn't make it. Look, oh yeah, they didn't make it look stupid. They, no. they, 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 the the CGI was just well enough. It was dark enough, so it kind of gives you. It kinda, hides a little bit, maybe some imperfections. Yeah, and, and makes it look cool. Yeah, and it, it does a fantastic job because you're like, okay, now we're into the final act. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. The final. tail end of the D and D story, and we still got two episodes, man. Yeah. How about that for a final act? Two episodes. Yeah. Eleven and the others determine that the mind flare is coming for her, since it was the one who previous she was the one who previously closed the gate. Well, yeah, they just told you that. Uh, Will senses the mind flare approaching, and it attacks them before they flee, wounding Eleven. Dustin and Erica get drugged. Um, Stephen and Robin move to the. Th- uh, Stephen and Robin. Let's Dustin see what that. Yeah, Dustin, drag, Dustin, yeah, okay. Dustin and Erica drag a drugged Stephen Robin. <laughs> That's a fucked up sentence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like uh, them being drugged is hilarious. Oh yeah, having a ball. Oh yeah, they're giggling because you know they put like mushrooms or something in that shit. It's like they're freaking out a little bit. But they're, together they're both having a ball. Oh yeah, high as fuck. <laughs> and Eleven's group breaks into a supermarket to help treat her wounds and uh, gather more supplies. Uh, Dustin then contacts them over the walkie-talkie 
Milwaukee to try to explain their situation before he loses battery power. Eleven then uses her powers to find Dustin, and then the group take off to the mall. Now everyone's convening to the mall. Um, Steve admits that he has feelings for Robin, but then she comes out as a that comes out to him that she is a lesbian, which I love that. Oh yeah, it's like. Poor Steve is no, like, like he, he like he didn't even take it bad. No, he didn't. He was just like, oh, bro, that's word, what he did. word bro. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, I'm sure he's a little disappointed. But again, he he totally rocked it, good guy style. So yeah, props prop, props to Steve again. Poor dude. <laughs> uh, Hopper's group makes their way uh, to the fairgrounds and Hawkins to find uh, the children. Uh, they were. Uh, Ah, uh, to find that the children were spotted uh, by Klein, who alerts the Russians. This piece of shit. Yeah. Dude, I was just like, Hopper could have killed him in that office, and no one would have found him. For that like was that. such a cool, intense scene, though. Yeah, yeah I'm just like, kill this motherfucker hard. I think it was better because he didn't kill him. Ah. But uh, Grigori ends up killing Alexei. Yeah. And shoots him in the head. Yeah, that's kind of with Murray beside him. It's yeah, just like, it's like damn it, and it's like, and you know, Murray being a you know a paranoid schizophrenic is like, oh god, it's happening. The Russians are taking us. And wasn't it like Alexio was about to get his first corn dog or something yeah. like that? Like yeah, it, it was some cool little thing. He's like, all right, you Alexi get some fair food. Alexio was having a full day of firsts. Yes, he had his first Slurpee. Uh-huh. <laughs> he had probably his first candy bar. Yep, he, he was his, loving life. Rode his first time in the back of a top down Corvette. America's great. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's riding with a top down in a car. With yep. a, with a cop who stole some shit, like <laughs> with with uh, basically an illegal couple. Like, <laughs> yeah, so he's living I, the American dream, man. I, I really did just feel for him, though. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah, because uh, he because he's that he's the Barb character. He's the Bob character. You know, he's like yeah. he's very likable. He doesn't have a fault. It's like you're not supposed to like him because he's supposed to be for the other. He's supposed to be for the bad team, but he's still kind of likable. Yeah. But when you set the stage of hey, you, you like that guy? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's just like, I'm, I'm not even flipping a coin. I'm just putting more bullets in the gun. Yep. <laughs> uh, Murray, Hopper, and Joyce then evade uh, several Soviet uh, agents. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't trying to say that. It just for some reason it felt like I skipped over a word. Uh, they evade several Soviet agents and learn that the agents are looking for the children at the mall. Then Eleven's group arrives at the mall in time to stop the Russians from still. Uh, from shooting Dustin's group. Everyone's just trying to convene together and just be like, I'm saving you. No, I'm saving you. (laughs) But they're like, no, but there's a bigger problem in the basement. (laughs) And this is, this is like, so the scene, if you guys haven't seen the show, it's a large two story mall. It's got the beautiful fountain in the center escalators all going into the pavilion part of the center. The lights are out, mm-hmm. but all that's left are the fountain lights and like what looks like purple LED lights. Right. But they are all in the mall together, and I just love that shot. Yes, there is that brilliant, beautiful shot. And I'm just like, and that's when fucking metal starts playing. Should be starts playing. It's just like, kill these motherfuckers. Grab an AK, Steve. Just grab an AK. Give Nancy a rifle. I have my ice cream scoop. Get the lesbian a gun. Fuck. I'm sure she has one. Yeah, I bet she has one in season four. <laughs> Nancy was right. Keep that, keep that motherfucking thing on you. Uh, but yeah, so in the process of all that, though, Eleven collapses in front of uh, the children uh, with her wound pulsing. So that's not really good for Eleven because now you're kind of seeing that when she gets attacked by things from the upside down, she really doesn't heal that fast because she has a little bit of healing power. Mm. But not but this, now. But like it's it's like her kryptonite. Like yeah. upside down is her kryptonite. Like she's weakened by this. You mm-hmm. know, you can you can hit her. You can do this. You can do that. But at the end of the day, she's like a Superman character. You know. Yeah. She, you know. But that one thing is what gets her. And in the next episode, we find out the Battle of Starcourt, which is a cool fucking name. Oh yeah, that sounds like some D and D. Well, that's shit. why they named it Starcourt Mall, so they could call it Battle of Starcourt. But like, it seems like a fantasy D and D like thing. Um, and going into it, we find out that it prevents her. The wound prevents her from using her powers, right? Because it's an infection, basically. Mm-hmm. And I like how they added that to it just a little bit. Um, but because it creates a good wrinkle and a good little chink in the armor that they can exploit. Yeah. But it also makes you think, like, oh, wait, 
it never actually laid a hand on her before. Mm-hmm. So it's a good way to foreshadow like, hey, this is what happens if she gets right up on it. That's right. And then Eleven rids herself of the piece of the mind flare embedded in her wound that was rendering her powerless. Uh, Hopper's group arrives and plans to uh, make uh, plans are made to take Eleven's group to safety. And then at the same time, because basically Hopper shows up and he's like, all right, kids, out of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the kids are leaving we're not doing this the adults are here we're gonna save it and the kids are like no fuck you dude we've killed monsters just like you have we are qualified for this job asshole <laughs> which i did it, which i did find pretty cool that the kids were kind of sticking up for themselves because mm. hopper did kind of roll in being like all right out of the pool you know that shit and they're like no fuck you old man we, we can do this too yeah. we're, we're we're going to work with you whether you like it or not we're a team this is an entire party motherfucker yeah like, look is- around you we have 10 of us you're gonna send us man. all home we fought these demons before too man let's let's knock this shit out this is the part where erica should have been like back up cop yeah <laughs> Like, and Lucas it's, is just like, stop. We're the only black people in this town. <laughs> you need to chill. Hopper, Hopper's been cool to me before. Don't fuck this up. Uh, yeah, so then uh, the others attack the Mind Flare with fireworks because by this point, uh, Billy and the Mind Flare trap Eleven's group inside the mall. So they can't even leave anyway. <laughs> I just love the safety and abandoned yes. of, of just lighting fireworks inside of a in, inside of a building. I know it's a large open building, but God damn, <laughs> <laughs> it's the eighties, man. Yeah, fuck it, it's the eighties. Fuck yeah. it, shoot 80. some fireworks off. Go see, do a little, do a little go, bit of go see an Evil Dead movie. Yeah, just yeah. Just, Go watch Evil Dig, get a little bag of Coke, buy the restrooms at the mall, get the new Purple Rain album. Yeah, it's awesome. Rapture by fucking Blondie's played on the fucking stereo. (laughs) (laughs) And then by this point, uh, Billy has kind of come to his senses and sacrifices himself to protect Eleven, Max, and uh, Mike. Hopper then fights and kills uh, the Russian Terminator, uh, getting trapped with the machine in the process. So this is a a very cool scene Mm -hmm. where... It's kind of like a redemption for Billy's character because the last thing he sees is Max. Yeah. And he realizes this is it. You know, either way, I'm done. I'm dead. Let me just knock this out. Mm-hmm. One last thing. And it's a great redemption arc, really, uh, for him because it's the one good thing and it counts most of all. Right. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, if you think about it, in the third season, there's a lot of the good guys getting got, but not a lot oh, of the yeah. bad guys, you know, because mm-hmm. the bad guys are actually winning. This is like the Empire Strikes Back of the series. Right. And the bad guys are just killing people left and fucking right. <laughs> like, and, it's, and it's like, God damn, they're kicking ass. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the turn, you know, the heel. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of give him that little bit of, again, doesn't forgive him. No, he did try to run over a kid. Yeah. With a. Pontiac <laughs> because of the skin color. Yeah. <laughs> so like there's there's just some stuff you really can't fully forgive, but yeah. you know, it, he's he's at least redeemed. Someone can be redeemed but not fully forgiven with for all. And, and with that with that being done, it's like, okay, cool. Now we can go from Billy sacrificing himself. Mm-hmm. But on the other end, we've lost a bad we're going to lose a bad guy, but now we're going to lose a hero. Yeah. With Hopper. Yep. So like with him being stuck, I saw it from a mile away. I was just like, I was yelling at the screen. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. They drug out that scene for multiple like cutaways too. And And you're just like, quit dragging it out. Quit dragging this out. Drag drag it out. Just drag it out. Yeah. Shoot him in the leg a little bit. And you're just like, pow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like when he exploded, I, my heart just sank. I was just like, fuck. Because he was the one character I really felt like they weren't going to fuck with. And then it was just like, god damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, with uh, Hopper seemingly uh, being disintegrated in the process with everything getting exploded, uh, the Mind Flayer dies as Dr. Owens arrives with the military forces. Yeah. So fucking late yeah well just as the military does i don't know not lately (laughs) but then three months pass and the deaths are all covered up star court is destroyed and uh and disgraced and klein is arrested and by this point they're basically kind of covering it up being like oh there was just a 
I forget what they said, but it did turn into kind of like this massive government cover-up scheme. And it worked, it kind of works itself out, you know, because you need that. Yeah. Because it, you got to remember this place, this takes place in middle America. Hawkins is, I believe, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I, I like the cover up part of it. I just would love like a two minute scene of like two guys in black suits going to Murray's house telling him, you will never talk about this again. Oh, we were gonna, and just like put like a cigar cutter on his pinky. I'm like, we'll take a goddamn finger. Like, and like, he's like, fine, well, they fine. basically, yeah. He's like, fine, fine. I won't talk about it. Jesus Christ. He's like, you don't know any Russians named Alexei. No. If anyone asks, you had a friend named Alex. Yeah. You had corn dogs and went home. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Nothing I swear. I swear. Nothing I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> and then they're just like, we're going to take a tip of the pinky. No. 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 The buyer's family and a still powerless 11 uh, prepare to move out of Hawkins, which at this point, when I'll see in this part of the scene, I was kind of sitting here going, well, what are they going to do now? Like, is this really the last season? Like, it really did feel like this could be the wrap-up, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike and Levin confess their love for each other and make plans uh, to meet again at Thanksgiving, which that that started breaking my heart. Because I was just like, they finally, you know, say I love you to each other, and he's like fucking moving, you know? And it's just like, you know, it's just like, damn. Um, but then uh, back in Russia, uh, guards are instructed to feed a prisoner, quote, but not the American, um, to a captive Demogorgon. So so it kind of leaves it where they're like, oh, shit, we still have not gotten rid of all the evil people. This is actually a callback to something Owen says in the season two is, hey, you know, we're not the only ones working on this. And, you know, they left it kind of open-ended, but now we know. Yeah. Oh, because other shit's happening overseas. Yeah. So, like, there's no... In Russia. And that goes for a lot of things, you know, especially, like, during the Cold War around this time. It's just like, yeah, they... They're looking into the crazy fucking shit that we're looking into. They're looking into fringe science like we are. Now, one of the other cool things they, they've they kind of had throughout the series anyway, but they really kind of put in the forefront of this series was kind of wrapping in real-world events to what's happening in the show. So with all the Russian stuff that's happening, do you think that the mind flare, the upside down stuff could be connected to Chernobyl? Well, to kind of like, you know, make it that weird little, you know, alternate universe timeline thing of real life. I could see like that that would be a cool pull because, you know, Chernobyl. But the problem is Chernobyl happens in 1986. Yeah. But it's 1984. So you don't right now. Mm hmm. So you we don't, don't know what season four has. They they may have time jumped some because you yeah. do notice the kids do look a lot older in this yeah, season. So will. Yeah. So it's not too far fetched to think they may have because actually, no, this season was because uh, it showed the flashback to 84 and then it said a year later. Mm. So this series happened in 85. So even if it was just a year later, that would be 86. Yeah. Um, that'd be a cool. That'd be a cool. Pull. Uh I see that a lot though in science fiction that happens, like especially eighty science fiction, because they use it in the Transformer movies. You know, like hey, you know, there's a what happened at Chernobyl? Oh, it's Transformers. It's like oh, okay, fine, all right, cool thing. Um, I just think they could write this a little better than maybe Transformers. Oh yeah, but what I'm saying is like it seems like you're using a tragedy as a backdrop because they do have the horror movie Chernobyl Diaries. It's like oh no, people were still here. You know, they got trapped. It's like, uh, and like just the horror that is Chernobyl uh, <laughs> is nothing but death. <laughs> so, um, if they were to do like, hey, a one line of dialogue, hey, we tried it in Chernobyl, we failed, but we got it right here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's uh, Konchenka, which is where, the, where where they are in Russia, um, which is near the Ural Mountains. But yeah, it, it seems like it'd be a cool a cool pull. Yeah, but you know, but Chernobyl. Isn't really, and, and I find it funny that we're speculating on this, but the series is already out. Yeah, but it's like I, I outside of the main trailer showing that there was going to be a season four, mm. I've not watched any extra stuff for it. I've really stayed away. So all the speculation I'm making is purely from speculation alone. I've been able to kind of stay away from the new season. Yeah, all, so. I, all I saw was that uh, one trailer you shared me yep. and hear nothing but that fucking Kate Bush song. <laughs> oh yeah, and then the final stinger, we got this like a year and a half ago. It was a Comic-Con trailer. 
and this is actually a good way to wrap up this episode as we lead into um, season four finally, and that'll be coming probably about a month or two when we when we get the second part of the season and we can do like a full mm-hmm. wrap up. But I was watching that with my ex and. When Hopper blew up, I was just like, no, no. And she's like, calm down, calm down. She goes, go to YouTube. I got something to show you. So I pull up YouTube. She connects her phone. She plays me the Comic-Con trailer, which shows like this slow zoom in across the snowy field. Mm-hmm. This kind of zooms in on this bald guy. And then he looks up and it's Hopper. And I'm like, oh, shit, that was the American they're referencing at the end of, uh, you know, the thing. And she's like, yeah, you get to see that in a few minutes. I had to wait over a year to see that. So (laughs) during that time, though, again, I I watched all of this kind of like back to back to back over the span of about a month. After watching that trailer, though, I remember when the trailer came out months prior and I saw people freaking out. Oh my God, season four of Stranger Things. Ah! And like sharing the trailer. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll watch it. So I click it. And I remember watching it, not knowing anything yeah. about the You're series. Going in blind. Yeah, yeah. And all I get is snow and then the zoom in on the face and then Stranger Things season four. I'm just like, fucking Stranger Things fans, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Well, it's like, a, and now I'm sitting here on the flip side, be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. Uh, so, from what I understand, they've intro- they're introducing some new characters. Uh, it's a East, a new dungeon master type character. Yes, uh, who's grown a lot of popularity. But uh, just going into what I know of the synopsis is Joyce and Nim moved to the West Coast. Oh, okay. Because uh, uh, they were talking about like. Um, why they look so different. Right. So like, why does, you know, why does Nancy and Robin and Steve all look kind of like this plain Jane wet, uh, mm-hmm. Midwest look. And then you see 11 in high school with like poofed up hair, bright, <laughs> you know, pastels and shit. Right. It's like, Oh no, that's what the West coast looked like. Cause everybody forgets America is two different fucking sides of an ocean. Oh yeah. yeah so <laughs> so it, it, there is a style that goes in and you know, you're coming up on, you know, if they do a time jump of one year, it would be 1986, mm-hmm. maybe fall of 86. Cause it's the fall of 86. That sounds like a metal song, <laughs> not a pop song. <laughs> All the and it shows like a rocket exploding Chernobyl blowing up. Like People Stranger say, Things season four. We discovered climate change just like I did. <laughs> 86 was a terrible year. <laughs> in, in the grand scheme of things, 86 was a terrible year. Except for being a uh, white male. Oh, no, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> I have to show you that after we wrap up this episode <laughs> of Stranger Things Season 3 Retrospective. I'm stoked for Season 4. I'm about to start watching that shit probably starting tomorrow. But for the Couch Potatoes, I've been Alex and Chris. I just want to know, do you have any sort of final thoughts for us? So with us seeing what, what the final villain is going to look like, all I want to see is this Nancy saying, eat shit, and just put them, like, put its stem and just blow its fucking brains out. And then they're like, we don't need magic. We just need a gun. 